Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, uh, Brenton Yates, and I'm joined by Greyhound Racing SA's manager, uh, Sean Matheson. That's the manager of racing. And, uh, mate, we've got a big, big episode, our last episode for 2023. Yeah. What a year it's been and what a night it's going to be on Thursday night. The uh, Festival of Fire builds to the uh, the crescendo. We've got the uh, six big finals coming up. Yeah, it's going to be a great night. I mean, it's uh, we, the third year of doing this, Yates, yeah. with the uh, Festival of Fire and six big finals, over $100,000 in stake money on offer for those in the events. Um, what a wonderful Christmas present it is. And it's set up for the local participants, right, um, who've... Um, contributed all year um, with racing and it's sort of a, a festivity for them as well as well as the patrons on course and just the industry to celebrate you know a, a year that's been uh, had had their ups and downs during the course of the year but it, we're into Christmas and a real festive time so really looking forward to Thursday night. Yeah I love this series uh, I have touched on it a couple of times through the the dog cast that um, it, it was one of the real good nights of racing last year and just how competitive it is. And I know it's set up that way because of the way they're matched in, in the grading situation, but it just made last year for a terrific night's racing and competitive racing. And just looking through the fields, I think we're shaping up for something similar. Yeah, I think um, the concept has been really embraced by the participants. It gives an opportunity for greyhounds uh, and the participants at all different levels and yep. over different distances. So it's really embraced by them. And as you mentioned, we've got six wonderful races on Thursday night, all pretty even, all looking to get a bit of share of the prize money. And, and hopefully it'll be another wonderful night of racing. Well, let's get stuck right into it. The Preview. Well, time now for our week in review slash Thursday night preview. We're going to bulk it all together in one big, big segment, Matho. We're yep. brought to you by the Fresh Pet Food Co. Uh, proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our GAP SA greyhounds uh, in the GAP prison programs. They're based right here in South Australia. Yep. So uh, do the right thing. Get to their website. Visit freshpetfoodco.com.au for more information. Most definitely. Great supporters of, yeah. the, of the industry. They are. Now, before we get into Thursday night, um, you've got some information to touch on from the Southeast Mount Gambier. They had a uh, big Christmas meeting over the weekend. They did. They had it on Sunday, just gone. They had a lot of feature races highlighted by the Christmas Cup. Yep. But the Christmas Cup was also part of the Border Challenge that they run each year with Warrnambool, Warrnambool. Yep. that um, alternates where the final is. And the final's at Warrnambool this coming Thursday. And so the qualifiers who made the Christmas Cup final were in the mix to represent uh, Mount Gambier under certain criteria of eligibility and whether or not they wanted to go across and represent Mount Gambier. So um, we're fortunate that the, the winner of the Christmas Cup, which was Mr Banjo for Tracy Price, they're going across. And so is Federal Flash and Aston Zeeble, both for Dave Peckham. Wow. They ran second and third in the Christmas Cup final themselves. And then Honey Rocks for Tracy Price, who ended up running seventh, who was in the final, not a lot of luck in the final, but will be the fourth representative for Mount Gambier. So effectively, Dave Peckham and Tracy will have two and two. They'll take on the, the four qualifiers from Warrnambool, who had their race last Thursday night, and a dog called Aston Turbo won in 25.77 over the 4.50. But Yatesy, I, I don't imagine the Mount Gambier guys are too... Worried about the interstate Warrnambool dogs. 
um, this year. I think they've um, we've got some really good qualifiers there, some really nice form. Great talent. They'll go across to mm. Warrnambool on Thursday night. So as we mentioned, it's going to be a big night, yeah. but we can <laughs> glance on the Sky um, Channel screens to see the Warrnambool Border Challenge where hopefully Mount Gambier uh, gets the job done for SA. Terrific. So uh, that's coming up Thursday night, and that was on the back of their uh, big meeting on Sunday. Yep. Uh, Thursday night, Matho. We'll get to it now. Uh, if you're interested in coming along, by the way, I understand upstairs is sold out. Mm. So it's a yep. capacity, capacity. Uh, but there's plenty of action out on the lawns, out on the grounds. We've got food trucks and all that sort of gear. So if you turn up, don't worry. There's going to be oh, uh, you know entertainment to be had, uh, and you can really have a great family night here at the track. It's going to be beautiful weather as well. Um, so I encourage everyone to get on to come along as we said upstairs is booked out but that's okay food offerings kids activities plenty of stuff for the families on a nice night and great um racing on the track so yeah still encourage everyone to come along free entry so what what else would you rather do on a thursday night? yeah 100 percent. it's uh, leading into that time of year it's going to be a fabulous night on thursday let's get into it matho so uh, i thought we might go in race book order yeah, so the way they're going to unfold on thursday night kick off with the distance race so uh this is the blaze now no heats for this it was a uh, nominated uh, best uh, final eight yep. uh, due to the the way it was sort of planned last week. We only had a two dog race over the seven hundred and thirty one meters. It, as it eventuated, yes. I've got to say, I was wondering how's how's the blaze final going to turn out. But yeah. I tell you what, this is an extraordinary field we've got together. Yeah, no, really exciting that we've been able to draw together. Um, Ten dogs, eight in the field and a couple of reserves. So I really appreciate the support of the of the locals for this race. It's ten thousand dollars to the winner. Mm. So um, you know they're in there with a chance. And um, yeah, it wasn't looking good over the last couple of weeks. We've been running short, but that's what sort of the way we do try to run our staying events. But the race has panned out really well. And as much as um, probably the the main contender for this race is the Gavin Harris track record holder. Um, Lena Jinx, but she's drawn box eight and in an eight dog field, and so she probably hasn't seen a foolish field like this for a while. Um, she's had a couple of weeks off into box eight, and there's a lot of strong contenders um, throughout the race. So it's, it's one of the most interesting races on the program. For me, it's fascinating. Uh, you know, the track record holder obviously so commands the top billing. There's no doubt about it, but. Look, Gavin's got some interesting um, sort of scenarios on his hands here about how he's been able to keep the work up and, and that yeah. sort of stuff. Because you touch on it, I think it's nearly a month actually, mm. or maybe a touch over that since Lena Jinx has had a run. Uh, not easy to keep them at that sort of level and, um, you know, ticking over to, to be able to win a really competitive race like this. Yep. So, uh, look, I think it's going to be a fabulous race. I've got Lena Jinx on top, obviously pretty hard after saying all that to yeah. tip against the track record holder who only did it um, at its last run. I mean, you, how do you sort of steer away from that? But I thought um, if you wanted to work around some trifectas, I, I thought Springvale Rex would give you a bit of a sight yep. from the inside, loves the, the red drawer and, you know, pretty solid over this track and trip. Uh, Zipping Highland and uh, I put in Redshift Uniform as a bit of a roughie I thought it might be coming from the southeast has been doing all it needs to down there this is a different level but um, we'll see how it goes what do you think? Well he he does come um, to the big smoke I suppose Adelaide if you can call us that compared (laughs) to Mount Gambier Um, but really good Mount Gambier form been dominating there over the staying trip for Jason Newman it's really great that they're travelling up the freeway to, to take on you know our best stayers yep. in the metro area so i'll be really keen to see how he goes um 
it is, it is a big step up, got to admit, but what better way to test yourself out? I'm a bit like you, Yatesy. I think like Lena Jinks, I think you just have to fully respect her. I think she has shown enough speed in her races that she can probably get herself up near the speed. Um, the kennel mate Springvale Rex probably is the speed element, probably from a beautiful inside draw for him. Um, with a lot of the other greyhounds, the likes of Under Siege, who's been going really well for Don Turner, um, getting back in the run and looking to run home. Yeah. So I'm I'm leaning for her on top. I think Rex can run second, but yeah, I think there'll be the thundering herd will be coming home late, probably into the you know into the minor placings, the likes of Machismo and um, you know definitely Zipping Hole and Amanda Substance who ran quite well. But I've got her on top. Um, if she does happen to land near the front and Gavin's got her wound up, it'll be really interesting to see what she can do as well. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you mean time-wise? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would imagine that given the freshness, she, sh- she should probably bounce okay. Uh, I'm thinking that's not going to be the, the, yeah. the danger. I just wonder sort of how much bottom-end strength that last 75 she, she could have uh, on the back of that little break. But Gavin's a fabulous trainer yeah. of these days, so he, he knows what he's doing. Um, what about the Flame? So uh, this is race four. It's a $10,000, obviously, to the winner race. I was really taken by one of these runners uh, coming through the heats. Yep. Um, it didn't win. It was beaten. But I tell you what, uh, boy, was I taken by the run of Rico Nismo. So uh, give us your thoughts on the Flame, Matho, race number four. Well, really interesting race. So this is sort of the third tier of 530-metre racing. Um, We had the heats last Thursday night. And a a really interesting mix of dogs that came into this series where you've got the the young, inexperienced, up-and-coming dogs. And you had the really um, professional, hardened campaigners, masters dogs, four-year-old and older. Three of them qualified for the final and a couple of young ones. A really interesting mix. These dogs would not normally compete against each other, Yatesy, which I think is one of the beauties of the series. Yeah. That they're sort of, they come together on their absolute current form right now. So um, really interesting race. I'm leaning a little bit towards the inside dogs who've, who've drawn probably a little bit better. Um, Web Lake Flame and who's the experienced dog loves an inside draw and actually showed really good speed last week to, yep. to lead and was strong at the end. And all about Larry for Ashley Griffiths. I mean, the, that kennel, you hate see. I mean, we've got a lot of kennels on fire. and yeah. we might, We'll talk about Rob Harness probably a little yeah. bit. He had six winners <laughs> at Murray Bridge on Friday. But Ashley Griffiths, I mean, pretty much all of her dogs are showing really strong and consistent form. Um, and this Greyhound's only had, you know, Five starts, one, two of them. Yep. And showed good speed as well last week to win um, his heat. I'm leaning a little bit towards him. I think that the two and the one will be strong, but I could not have been any more taken like you with Rico Nismo. We know that uh, he's a group three winner. Yep. He took care of a, a hot field for the uh, Brian Johnson, um, but he got a long, long way back. And I'm just a little bit concerned, though, Where's he going to be? Where do you think he's going to be in the run? Oh, look, I don't think it matters. Um, I, I really don't. Like, to see what she did last week, uh, it was it was pretty extraordinary. Like, nearly got knocked over, back to second last, got to the outside, wound up for a massive run, uh, took a lot of ground off all about Larry, who was the quickest qualifier, incidentally. Yep. And what you say about the closeness, like there was, take all about Larry out of it, like between the winner and this second dog, there was like half a length uh, in all heat wins yeah. and Rico Nismo. It, all about Larry was two lengths better. But Rico, 
look, it can still find a little bit of bother um, and she'll be charging uh, at, at the very end. All About Larry is an interesting runner. It's going to make its own luck, as Webleck Flame will. You've touched on that pair from the inside. Yep. Uh, the other one I thought, Webleck Wave, um, it was also a winner of the heat. Uh, was able to uh, look. It was a length outside the best, but uh, he was a, a roughie that night, and I thought at a price might be able to be thereabouts again. But as as far as a best bet of the night for me, Matho, you can put the star right next to Rico Nismo. Well, Yatesy, for you, I think there's a chance of it winning because I'm sure it won't be odds on this week. I'm sure you'll get a price about about her, and that's only because of her racing style. You get a bit of a price, but you know she they wouldn't want her to be too close um, in the run for sure. What about the 595 metres? Uh, we talk about the bonfire here. A really intriguing race with... Um, oh, who starts favourite here, do, do you think, um, oh, well, in the final? I, I mean, uh, this race... Obviously, we weren't able to run a, a heat, heats of these last week. There was you, a prelude. There was a prelude. Yeah. So those dogs who wanted to continue on within this series did. A couple of them stepped up to 700, and that's OK. And a few other dogs have come into this sort of mix from last week. But I think if you look at it, Springvale Bray had box eight last week, was favourite, and that was on the back of a, a good win from the red the week before over the 5.95. I think that um, he starts favourite, but I was probably, you know, I'm not saying he needs to lead to win because he clearly doesn't need to lead to win. He is drawn to be very prominent. But I don't know. I was a slightly disappointed on the run home last week, the Springvale Bray. But I'm sure Mick Giniotis will have um, have him ready to go. He has the advantage because of the draw. But I do think, Yatesy, this is a, a lot deeper race than um, last week. I think the mix has changed, which has a few different formats, where you get the likes of Buzzler Hustler, who went through the Ashes heats last week over yep. 5.30, back to the 5.95. And also Texas Ear comes back into the 5.95 mix and has gone 34.4 and has good early speed. So that's in a different mix. But then Max Rocker was very impressive last week from yeah. Box, uh, has drawn box seven this week for Ben Rawlings. Um, fantastic Dixie. She's a bit of an enigma as to um, she can be brilliant on her night and yet then she can find a little bit of trouble. And could be King. Um, we know the ability of this dog, what he has with clear running. He can, he can run past anyone. It's just he's drawn box four. It's probably going to be a bit tougher. But I think... To answer your question, clearly Springvale Bray's favourite, but I can't see it being a really wide open market. Yeah, I thought he'd be the leader, Springvale Bray. I thought booting through would, would be the key to this race, and I, I thought it'd nearly be enough in that early part to set it up. I think Texas here is the big danger. Uh, really like what it's been doing. Um, you know, only a, hasn't had a, a stack of starts, but uh, really learning the caper quickly and piecing it all together. Start number 13 it'll be on, um, on Thursday night. Uh, I think they're the main two. Um, I think fantastic Dixie. I just can't find her on the night. Like she's clearly the quickest, I feel, in this race over this trip. But yep. it's a matter of what trouble does she get into? Can she get to the outside and then sort of get around? Um, the other one was Max Rocker. I really liked the way it was able to win. It sort of pushed away and had a nice margin yep. on them uh, last week. But I thought uh, one and six were the two keys. The, and without even... Um mentioning Dashing Deb, who led last yeah. week. Now, it goes to a wider draw this week, but she, um, but she does have really good speed, and they yeah. could throw everything out. If she happens to jump the lids and lead, um, now, I don't think she's got the strongest on the way home, but she's going to be in front and might create a little bit of traffic for some of these other dogs. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't think it's, 
I think it could potentially not be as straightforward as, okay, we think Springvale Bray, but he's got the advantage. I'd have him on top. Yeah. He's drawn to, if not lead, be right on speed, and he's shown that he can defeat similar lineups. Have him on top. Um, yeah, I, Max Rocker was really impressive, so I do think he's been sort of set for this. I reckon he can get further as well, this dog, so I think he'll be coming late as well. But really interesting race to kick off the... Uh, to kick off the quaddy, and that'll be the third of our finals as well. All the finals going yeah. back to back gates yeah, as well. Yeah, it's going to be uh, terrific. And I, I don't think you can underestimate that inside draw from the five ninety five yeah. start. It's just to me, it's worth a lot. Um, if you can poke up and hold, you, you can really get a good advantage as the others are sort of jamming and trying to find a position. Um, what about the next one? So we move along to race six. This is the Inferno final. Uh, another once again another really intriguing race but I've got to say I was quite taken by the run of Minta Redeem uh, through the heats you know ran 30 and 55 uh, I thought was really dominant first look here at Angle Park had been doing all its racing at Murray Bridge do you see him as the main player here is he on top for you yeah I think so I mean of the heats last week he was clearly the standout take away the the Ashes performers, the open dogs. Yeah. Out of all the dogs that were in sort of that sort of mix of, of second and third tiers, um, he went clearly the quickest of any of them in winning his heat. And so I think, and he showed good early speed. Um, I, I do like Blossom Michelle to, which will help, which I think will help Minter redeem. Blossom Michelle, I think, has got enough speed to cross the inside brigade from box three. She's stepped up massively in performance. She's taking on some real strong greyhounds here but she's ran second her last five starts yeah maybe for rob harness who's only got winners of late yeah. <laughs> um can get a win for her but i think she crosses early and i think that just opens it up for for min to redeem and fantastic Ada out of the five who's the murray bridge oaks winner and um, ran a good second last week likes to stay off stays right up like yeah. in, she was very heavily backed last week and she drew the three and just stayed five and six deep around that yeah. first bend and swept around Eventually led, but stayed deep, and Basil Brush was able to get up on the rail and be too good. Yeah, so I think that plays into the hand of Minter Redeem. So but think- he's just so brilliant early. Like, I don't think Blossom Michelle can go with him. I hear what you're saying, the little bit of cover, but he's like two or three lengths um, to, to the peg quicker than, than, than what she was doing. The, the only thing I'd say about that, so I agree, I agree with that part, he's got to do it again. So, like... Not dog. The dogs don't always come out the same way all the time. That was his first look at Angle Park. Yeah, bang five eighteen, great. And if he does that again, he leads on his ear easily. Yeah. He's got to do it again though, and that's the only thing with a bit more competitiveness around him. Whether he can do it. Well, I'm very confident with him. I, I like the way he really pushed through that winning post the first time. I, yeah. I he sort of stretched hard and looked strong. And my query was. The strong 5.30, can can he run it? Because he's been doing the 4.55 at the bridge. I thought, you know, how's that going to measure up? But he did it easily yep. and can only be improved from that. So, look, I'm pretty keen on Minter Redeem. I'll probably be taking him one out in the uh, quadrilla, to be honest. It, it's a tough race, Jake. I mean, like, Razzle Darrell's drawn one. We know Razzle Darrell likes an inside draw. But he wants to get off early. He, he likes does. to do a bit of a right-hand turn and Finnis Surprise likes to get to the rail. Yeah. So I can see that pair sort of clashing as soon as they come out of boxes, which, as you say, Blossom Michelle gets a last run. And I just think Minter Redeem with fantastic Ada staying up, I think he's going to be very yeah. hard to beat. Oh, I think it'll be one of the shorter prices in, in on the night, I think, because yeah. the race does set up quite well for him. Um, but it is a strong final, you know. 
What about the Spark? Uh, now, tell us about the Spark. What's the uh, qualifications for this particular... Well, the Spark, um, uh, Luke, behind the scenes and myself were here on Saturday morning and saw our young dogs go around um, zero to five wins is the premise for, for these greyhounds to perform. And some really, really good, strong heats we saw on Saturday. Um, five heats, which has now um, been able to get this really strong final together of really nice young dogs and the way it's all suited um, or set out there's all the speeds on the inside Mm -hmm. and it seems like all the strength and the run home powers on the outside Um, but just when we were there um, on Saturday um, regardless of the box draw um, unholy rain did what unholy rain does bounce to the front led Gave nothing else a chance. Drawn three. That's a great description. She's just faultless in that matter, isn't she? Like, it's just robotic, bang, bang, same sort of thing week after week. I mean, a lot of Robin's dogs show a lot of early speed, Robin McKellar, but she does it on a consistent basis. And and she's won good races because of it. Um, Woodside Johnny for Graham Smith out of the five. Only had three lifetime starts. Super impressive on Saturday. And that was on the back of its maiden win going 30-60. And then I'll just skip out to um, Ben Rawlings' dog, Right, right Rooster, the Rooster. Um, <laughs> Picket Fence form was, again, another really strong win. Loves to chase other dogs down. Drawn eight. Um, hasn't drawn what, this wide before. Um, hang on, it did draw. Yep, it's second uh, start there. Uh, did draw box eight. My sight's not that great, Yatesy. But, um, but, yeah, again, we'll chase dogs hard down. Nice of Transplant King was a really strong um, heat winner as well. Um so I do think in this race, Unholy Rain leads. Yep. And it's just a matter of whether Woodside Johnny and Riot Rooster have clear running to the first turn as to which dog will challenge. And if they're close enough, I could easily see one of those two getting the win. But if she pinches enough of a break, it's all over. She'll just win. What about Blazing Butters? Where does he fit in? Because he was heavily back Saturday morning in Riot Rooster's race. And yep. um, Riot Rooster was on the drift big time. Now, he was able to... Uh, get over the top of him pretty comfortably, right, Rooster, in the end. Blazing Butters was sort of booting through trying to get the clean lead. But um, have you got him in the mix anywhere? No, nah, I don't yeah. because I don't think he can lead. Yeah. I, I just think on his early split time, he can't cross the kennel, mate. I agree. Um, and from there, I think his probably his best attribute at this stage in his career is his, his early speed and putting himself into the race. So I just think he'll probably find it a little bit tougher. Um so, yeah, don't have him in the mix. I do have Transplant King. If Transplant King for Jason Dolan was able to um, come across, if you like, and maybe get a bit of an advantage over uh, Riot Rooster and Woodside Johnny, maybe he puts himself into the mix there to chase down Unholy Rain. The two dogs on the inside, I think they get crossed, and I think that sort of puts them um, chasing minor money. Yeah, uh, look, I'm keen on Riot Rooster, and I thought Transplant King was the danger. I, I like the outside pair. Uh, I was really taken by Transplant King's win. It was a nice improvement from uh, what we'd seen him be able to do. It was the best of the day, marginally, but in front really pushed on. I, I liked the win. So I think the outside pair are the key there, and obviously the three unholy rain pretty much uh, faultless as far as what it's going to produce. Absolutely, and these dogs here, which are young and inexperienced and all that, in 12 months' time, we'll probably see them in the next race. We're yes. about to touch on Yatesy. Yeah. In 12 months' time, the Ashes, and of course we've got the... Ashes rug, beautiful rug as well. Yeah. In green and gold yes. as well. Yeah. Australia and, and the Ashes trophy. Again, beautiful trophies that get done up uh, for us for these series. Um, so, yeah, definitely all wor- well worth winning. And 
as mentioned, the dogs that were in the spark, the ashes for next year, but the ashes this year. What a wonderful final we've got now. Look, it's fabulous. Uh, and Ashley Griffiths, what a hand uh, she has got in this race, obviously, with Adhana Rico, who is unbeaten since his Gawla Cup win, which is quite extraordinary. Yep. And Fiorano, who was so dominant again at uh, his first run for Ashley Griffiths the other night. Uh, he produced a best of the night, not quite as quick as he did the run before. Yep. Um, and I'm really interested to what you think about him because... Look, he, he'd been having those spaces between those runs. So he had like the three weeks into that 30 and 15 PB. Then he had that couple of weeks into last week's run. Yep. Now he's on the seven-day backup. Uh, I'm wondering how he'll handle that. Do you think that's a good thing for him or or not? Well, it's hard to know because yeah. obviously he changed, he's changed um, kennels. kennels. So yeah. um, Ashley, um, I'm sure she, know, she knows what to do in that regard. And the, the week's gap... It is what it is in relation to these feature races. You, you qualify one week and yep. going around in the final, it's $20,000 on offer. Um, if you look at Fiorano, apart from maybe just one start, that's just an exception to uh, his performance. He's really consistent performer. Yep. And his early speed is quite consistent. If he can show that again, he's going to challenge. He'll be up there on speed again. But the the... Where's Poppy out of the one? I just think Where's Poppy leads. I think she has the speed to lead. Um, and she was a, still a good run last week with Adhana Rico yeah. chasing. It looked like Adhana Rico had had her at, at any point. He sort of, so once, so, as long as he sort of decided to go past her in the sense of go to the inside, go to the outside, right, I'm going to the outside, right, go past. Um, a matter of, I think that he's got that extra gear probably. But, I mean, if Wes Poppy can uh, begin as, uh, as she does, pinch a bit of a break at Hanariko comes out not as good, um, it's going to be an interesting race. And if Fiorano comes across, you never know. I mean, Springvale Roxy is also an interesting one. Yep. I mean, she looks to be you know, back to somewhere near her absolute best. Um, she took out this race 12 months ago, Yatesy, as well. What a wonderful training performance by Mick. If she could get the job done... Um, she has the early speed, but I just think they'll all push up on her inside and, and she might just be looking to that minor money. But, yeah, I'm leaning a bit towards Hanariko. The draw suits. Yep. Going to get the run. Where's Poppy for second and Fiorano for third? I think it's going to be tough for the other dogs. Um, whilst Raver's Army's qualified um, and was a good run, will be benefited by that that run. The likes of Dune and Mapunga Ros out wide. Going to struggle to get into the race. But um, how did you see it? Look, uh, I just feel that Hunter Rico's he's found his vibe, Matho. He, he's confident. Um, it's like he knows what to do and knows how to get it done, and he's confident in his own ability, believes in himself. That's what it looks like to me. It's like he, he now is, you know, knows that he can lift out, go up and tear away. And I thought the other night was a really good example of him figuring it out, and you put it beautifully, the way that he sort of went about winning the race. Um, and I love winning form. Obviously, there's not going to be a super price. Eight in a row is not easy to do. No. And especially in a race like this, but he's just going so well. And I'm really happy uh, for Ashley and the team about how, how well he's going for him. Um, I thought Fiorano would be, you know, a really big danger. I didn't know if he could get over in front of Where's Poppy, maybe in the early part. I, I wasn't sure. It's going to be a really interesting battle early. Um, I thought Where's Poppy was brilliant, you know. And look, I liked the run of Doonan as yep. well last week. So it's come home similar-ish to Adhana Rico. They were sort of down the back 
um, and margin-wise, it's held that to the line. I didn't mind its run. Um, now, look, this is a different class, but uh, I've, I've got it in for the first four. So I've okay. gone at Hanarico to beat Fiorano, the Ashley Griffiths Quinella. One uh, you mentioned there, Fiorano happened to cross Wes Poppy. Yeah. At Hanarico, three back. Can can at Hanarico chase down Fiorano? Um, with an extra dog in between them if they enter the back straight. Yeah, well, we're going to find out, aren't yeah. we? Like, you know, time-wise, Fiorano's got enough in the engine to to hold off an Adhana Rico as far as, you know, if you try and drill down sectionally. Uh, Fiorano in front can certainly do enough to hold Adhana Rico. It's a matter of um, what energy it has to use Fiorano to get over and then what sort of run Adhana Rico can have in the chase down um, to, to see what happens. And where's Poppy's sort of... In between the pair is, yeah. is absolutely going well. The beauty of um, of these sort of feature finals, again, a lot of money on offer, and you get to see the best of the best compete. And so that's what we're going to see in race eight, no doubt. It's yeah. going to be definitely from race three, well, the whole program. You yeah. see the 12 race on the program, but from race three to race 12, it's got to be you know compelling viewing. And it's going to be great you calling as well. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to get, get up and about with all of them. You'll be watching from your little uh, vantage point, the winning post uh, yep. sort of dining table yep. area, Matho, nah, sort of nah. straight in front. Yep. Uh, what about a best bet? What have you got for Thursday night that we can get the teeth stuck right into? Okay, well, I'm going to go early. Go early. Wow. I'm going to sort of hang back. And yeah, no, that's go good. Early. Yeah. So we're going to go with race one, number wow. three, fast headache. Get your money early. And well, you then, think she leads, do you? Yeah, I do think she leads. Wow, okay. I, I think she... Well, when I say I think she leads, I think Peace Bell on her outside, drawn the four, has good early as well, but yep. not overly strong. So I think she either leads or, or lobs second. Okay. I think she's shown enough. She's She won a heat of the Murray Bridge Oaks. Um, not a lot of luck in the final. I think she can put herself in a really strong position early in the race and get the job done for the Dogcast listeners. Oh, there you go. Uh, on with Rico Nismo. Uh, that's going to be my best uh, yep. later on tonight. Uh, on Thursday night, I really uh, like the way it went about its run. And you, you, look, when you're doing the replays, Matthew, every now and then you just get a little tingle when you see yep. something that is not usual. And I saw that with Rico Nismo. Okay. So uh, that's going to be my one for Thursday night. So that's race four, number five. I'll be watching that race with interest. <laughs> I don't normally get the tingles when I watch the replay, Shatesy, but um, um, if it can produce that sort of performance and be close yeah. enough, really exciting. Group three winner already. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a great night of racing. Well, terrific stuff. Enjoy Thursday night, Matho. Have a great Christmas, and uh, we'll get stuck into it all again. You too, Yatesy. Thanks for your time all year doing the Dogcast. been wonderful hosting. and been great sharing the microphone with you. Yeah, terrific stuff. Good on you, Matho. We'll see you all the track Thursday night for the Festival of Fire.